is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. From the album Dream Your Life Away, that is Vance Joy's new single. It's called Fire and the Flood. It's good, right? It is uh, 38, just nearly 39 past the hour on this Thursday morning, October. Why did I almost say August? <laughs> I wish. October 15th. I'm Larry Flick, and this is The Jolt on Sirius XM LQ, and we are so, so delighted to welcome Vance Joy to the studio. I've been wanting to meet you, young man. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan. Congratulations on everything that's happening. Have you had five minutes to sit still and think? Uh, thank you, Larry. Uh, it's great to be here. I I um, have actually, yeah, I've had some moments I had around Christmas time last year with my family and the previous summer with my family in Australia uh, in around December and January. So that's my chill out time. And then for the last two years, I've been busy touring. Um, and this year has, has been uh, about six or seven months of straight American touring. Um with with breaks because the Taylor Swift tour there's it's a bit different to other tours I've been on there's like sixty shows but they're spread out over like five months so right um, it's kind of a, a a pretty fun and kind of easygoing tour in that sense and so I I do get time to read and relax and I think the more I do it the more time I find to just um, be able to detach and, and enjoy the fact that I'm on the road and enjoy my my free time. Initially, I was a bit all over the place and I was just adapting so much. There was always so much things to adapt to, which I think is great for learning and growing. But yeah, it's funny because I was asking Vance uh, as the song started to play, if you ever get used to hearing yourself, hearing yourself sing, coming out of speakers in a random place, and do you? Um. You do eventually get used to it, and I think your voice changes over time. And even over, it's only I've only been singing uh, and recording for about three years, but I can see a difference between the first recordings and the most recent recordings. My first one was just uh, I felt like it was like hell for leather, just going for it and and uh, pushing my vocal cords. And now a, there's probably a bit more control. But um, so in a sense, I listen to old songs and I go, wow, that's. It's almost like it. That is me, but it doesn't feel exactly like me right now. So I'll that's a funny, that's a funny difference. And also, when you when you're writing about, I assume that that to some degree you're writing about what you've experienced. Um, do you think, God, that guy was a mess, or hmm. boy, that was a really good time, or I mean, do you re, do you do you revisit those experiences? Um, I think, definitely. I think in the songs, I think. Um, if it's real and it and it fits, then it's, it goes in. And if it's perhaps not your story, but it's someone else's story, but it makes sense for the song, then it goes in. So mm. there's parts of you in that song. I think when I think of, if I think back to the recordings, I, I often think back to the time of actually recording and where I was. And if I think about, say, if I think of like, say a song like that I recorded at Bear Creek, which was the studio we recorded the album at, a song called Mess Is Mine. The we did that as a trial with this producer in Seattle and... Um, I remember that time of that's when I was felt felt like I was a chicken with its head cut off. I was kind of like being moved around everywhere, and it's like okay, record this song, and it was kind of crazy. So I often think to I guess the world around the songs. So the the album is called Dream Your Life Away. Where you're from Australia? Yes. Where in Australia? Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, when you are trying to get that first big record out there uh and and it happens um 
your life changes, even if you try to have normal, your life changes. How do you make sure that you're living enough life to write more and, and, and live and experience enough so that you can build perspective and not just be that guy from all those years ago? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I so I think about that, and I um I got an email from my dad, and he goes, "How do you how's it, how do you find the creative process when you're on the road with all this touring?" And um, I definitely I think that creativity it often comes when the, when you're when you are living and you're doing something, and you need to be inspired by seeing friends and family, or seeing someone, or caring about someone, or all that kind of stuff needs to happen for you to fill up that well of inspiration to write, and you need to be able to detach. I think that's I know a lot of artists, uh, you know, tour so much, but I, uh, from I think everyone needs that window of time just to, I don't know, yeah, have have some perspective. So, uh, I think, you know, I think I kind of almost think touring now. I've got a couple of months at the end of this year, and then I'll have maybe after this next American tour a couple of months again just to do stuff. And in the meantime, I'm just going to sketch, keep sketching songs, and yeah. and then and then you know piece them together bit by bit and have those experiences and make make the best of it. So how 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 are you different now? I think that I probably um uh I think I'm I think I enjoy being on the road more so I think I'm more relaxed. I think I'm I've matured a bit over the last 2 years. Um I don't it's hard to really say how I'm different. I yeah, think it's hard to think to look at. I mean we've never met before but the thing that keeps uh it keeps going through my head as we're talking is you are very calm. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you're very calm and you're very, very, there's something very light. Like you look like you're very happy right now. Are that's you? Good. Well, that, well um, maybe I am. It's ha- I think I heard a good quote of happiness. It's like the frid- the light in the fridge and it's like, am I happy? And it's like, you know, and then you, you kind of, you just, you just are and you, you're just happy and you don't. You're not, you're not really aware of it yeah. necessarily. But I guess the reason why why I, I I'm I'm zeroing in on that is because um, what you were mapping out sounds awesome, but it sounds isolating. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like you have you know there are a bunch of people standing outside the studio. They all seem very nice, but they're not necessarily your friends from Melbourne, right? No, no, no. So um, that can be lonely, can it? For sure. Yeah, I I've over the last little bit i've i've been i think you just get into battle mode so you're like i'm touring and this is this is the structure and so you definitely give in to the fact that i'm going to have every little bit of my life scheduled and i'm going to get a sheet at every and every day saying 8 a.m wake up da, da, da. and you know you can get so much detail into it mm. and so you get to you become reliant on that but then um uh, when I see home coming, it's almost like the wheels start falling off a bit, and you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, like I, I, you know, you start caring less and less about all that, all that structure, and you're kind mm. of looking forward to just letting go. So, uh, and it is isolating, I think. Um, and uh, there's, a, I guess, a way around that is <laughs> enjoying the people, enjoying hanging out with the people you're with, making good relationships with your band and and you know your managers and the people that you actually are spending time with. Try to get that. Uh, try and get some closeness and some kind of communication, but the email to home is is still the best thing. If I get I'll an email bet. from my from my family and or my dad saying, "Hey, take care of yourself," it's like this is like that counts like a hundred times. I, w- I would I could picture if I were in your situation, I could imagine myself reading it over and over and over, just like standing somewhere mm-hmm. randomly and just staring at it. 
because mm. it just feels so precious. <laughs> uh, Vance Joy joining us here on the Jolt. His album, as I mentioned, is called Dream Your Life Away. Um, so when you're, when you're starting to make music and you're, and you're feeling like this is what you want to do with yourself, um, what, what does it, I mean, obviously it feels good, but what else does it feel like when other people start to dig it? When people who are not your dad or your best friend mm. or your girlfriend or whomever, when, when a random person, I mean, you're all the way on the other, literally mm. on the other side of the world right now mm. talking to people who think you're awesome. Mm. What, I mean, what, is that, what does that do to you? What is, what, what is it like when you first start to connect um, I think, yeah, I think that's the best thing about writing songs. I mean, be, beyond the satisfaction you get from uh, completing a song and feeling, hey, I just made something that makes sense. Like this song sticks together and feels good and I get like a buzz when I play it. Um, that instant feeling is like, that is a great thing. And uh, I think I think once you have that, you kind of have a, a feeling that this thing works and so then it it will work for other people if it, if it really, you know that it works for you. And um I mean that's a, I mean I, I played you know songs I've written to my mama, my mama or my um you know friends, and then I you know played them at cafes and people would come over and say hey I really like that song. I think that you never get I never get I love I love that interaction. I love people saying their favorite song to me, and when I when I feel really proud of that song, it's like a, a great communication. I don't know exactly how it feels. It just feels. I think it's very real and it's a very authentic kind of. Um, communication and you, you get it at shows and um that's why i think i can keep playing shows i keep playing over and over again because people in the front rows know my songs and they'll sing them back to me and um it's a very pure how know, hard thing. is it how hard is it to get to the point where you are willing to play your songs for people um like think, how do you how do you know when it's ready i think that for some in often and sometimes I don't always know like say with fire and the flood I, I wasn't sure you know I, I kind of felt like it was okay and um and it, it's not until sometimes when you someone says I really like that line I really like the way that song sounds it's mm. like you need some it's funny like you never sometimes you don't know sometimes you don't know that the song's ready to go and you don't know you've come up with a good line and you know you think uh, this sounds cheesy you might say this line sounds cheesy and then Someone says, "I like that line," and you just and it almost it would take someone who you trust, someone's opinion who you trust, maybe, or even even just someone who volunteers something who hasn't. No one's they're not saying it just because they want to make you feel good. They're saying it because they they think that. So when someone volunteers, "Hey, I like this song," or if I'm playing it, and my sister or my mom or my friend says, yeah, "That's a good line," or even the producer says, "That's a really good line," you go, "Yeah, yeah." It's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing this with a like a level of conviction now because it's given it's been given a tick and sometimes you don't need that that kind of affirmation but sometimes you you do need it you you the thing i get from listening to your songs is that you are very very self-aware and and very um you know how to cut through when i listen to a song like um uh messes mine for example or or georgia which is my favorite song um, I feel like I'm hearing this after you have figured out exactly what your problem is and what the and and how to resolve it. Like I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm listening to someone who is fucked up. Mm -hmm. how, how how far am I? 
Are you? Are you? Like do you? Do you consider yourself uh, pretty self-aware? I think. Uh, I think so. I mean, um, the songs take a, a, a that song Georgia, which is one of my favorite songs, um, takes a it take, took a long time in the making. So I started writing it. I, if this helps create an insight into the the mm-hmm. process, it yeah. I started writing it in about two thousand and six. That guitar riff was there, and I couldn't. I tried writing this uh, that that song I tried writing with that guitar riff for like years and I came up with different versions of songs and eventually you know in 2000 and it was New Year's Day 2014 and I finally came up with a, a, some words and some melodies that fitted with that guitar riff and so I guess over that time there is like a, a different experience and maybe those lyrics are, are sticking around but um there's, I guess, uh, as a way of answering, it's like there's a lot of there's a long time in hibernation or a long time in sitting there and just forming, and then and then the song comes out. It's, it, that song was written over a long, long time. So, are you a ruminator? Do you spend a lot of time turning over m- moments in your life over and then over and then over and then over? I think, um, yeah, I think with a lot of the the songs and the experiences that have been put in songs. Uh, it, whether they happen to me or if it's an idea that I've gotten from someone else or an experience from someone else, um, they usually sit in my my backlog of ideas and they sit there for a long time and it's it can be ages until something actually finds a, a place. And so the with Georgia, there was that the lyric, my friend was telling me that, uh, you know, he was in a relationship and uh, basically, you know, his brain would shut down and everything would be cool when, you know, he was with his girlfriend and she'd kiss him. And I love that idea that it could just like the idea of the power of that and so that stayed with me and I, I couldn't find a, a place for it but it just it just came out when it was when it was the right time and often I've got ideas that are there but when I force them they don't always they don't always fit but then you know I've got the right melody and then the right words come to me and it's like they fit in the right places and when that happens it's like that's the biggest gift ever it doesn't always happen like that but when it does happen it's like well you know I've been waiting so long for that it's almost. It sounds almost scientific. It yeah. almost. It does. It almost sounds like like you're you're creating the perfect recipe for a cake. Mm. The way you the, the way you describe your your process is is very creative and yet it's very very measured. Mm. Is that what do you think? I I agree with that. For sh- I think definitely the cooking analogy and the scientific uh, analogy work because um, it's trial and error. And yeah. you might sit there and, you know, you, you go into the, I know the guys, people say going into the lab, but like you lock yourself in there and you're, you're sitting there and you're trying this and you try each day. And eventually you're like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know exactly how that worked. I'm just trying things, throwing stuff, uh, you know, throwing things out there and eventually things stick together. So I think... That's and I think when you do that, the result of that process is that you do get something that's well formed and something that stands up on its own, and there's no excess. It's just like this is complete. See, it's I, I love hearing you say that because the thing I get when I listen also when I listen to your music is, um, you're very economical with words. There's not a, there, there's there's nothing out there I ever think well you could have lost that, and you know sometimes you can listen to songs and you're thinking. Boy, he took him a long time to get to that point. <laughs> you, 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 you have just the right amount of words, and it sounds like you respect structure, song structure, and not a lot of people seem to anymore. So, it's when did you discover music? How old were you? 
Um, thank you, Larry. Uh, I discovered it when I was little. My parents would uh, play music in the house and we'd... Um, my dad was into kind of contemporary music. He'd listen to Ben Folds Five, um, Australian bands, Paul Kelly. Who Paul was Kelly's saying, amazing. He was definitely a staple in the family car. And um, <laughs> he would even get stuff when we were... When I was like 17, he would he would play to me, you know, Jose Gonzalez. And he was just always kind of had a bit of an awareness of what was going on. And my mum is a uh, an English teacher and she's... She's a musical, but she doesn't sing, but I think she's a musical person. So she's been really helpful to me early on. She would help me write songs in the sense of she'd give me that nice sentence, you know. And in when I was 14, she'd give me a sentence to put into an essay and she'd give me a whole conclusion. She'd just reel it off. Really? And, and it would just, and I would sit there and go, wow, you, you know, and she would say it, you know, very clearly and like you're saying with a lot of, you know, brevity. And it's uh, that, that way of communicating. I think uh, I benefited from. She must really be proud of your way with words. She must listen to your record <laughs> and your music and just think, see, she must, she mm. just must be feel very, because if she's, if she's, if she's an English teacher, she must just, yeah, you, you, you are definitely the son of someone who knows words. Yeah. Uh, my that's, mom was very helpful. That's very cool. That's yeah. Very cool to hear that background because, um, your father has good taste, and uh, and but but um, I feel I can I can feel the influence of someone who respects language on these songs. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to meet you. Thank you, Larry. You too. Thank you very much. Van Stroy's album is called "Dream Your Life Away," and uh, you well you already know it because certainly you know the song "Riptide," um, and uh, and he's uh, on the road with Taylor Swift, and he's going to be doing his own shows as well. And uh, we've been we talked a lot about Georgia, which is my favorite song on the record. So we're going to go out with that. And um, please come back and see us again sometime. Love to. It's really nice to see you. You all have a great day, and we will see you first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm.